international short stories volume one american stories this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by greg giordano international short stories volume one american stories edited by william patton section twenty seven mr dooley on corporal punishment by f p dunn well sir said mr dooley i see that some school teachers down east have been petitioning to be allowed to slug the young how's that asked mr hennessy well said mr dooley they say they can't do anything with these tender little growths unless they use a club they want the board of education to restore what's called corporal punishment that is the fun of lickin some one that can't fight back says one of them the little ones under our care are far from being the small angels that they look as a matter of fact they are rebellious monsters that must be suppressed be vigorous and says he stern measures is it right says he that us schoolmasters should daily risk our lives at the hands of these ferocious and tiggerish enemies of human society without having a chance to pound them yesterday a golden-haired imp of perdition placed a tack in me chair to-day i found a dead rat in the desk at times they write opprobrious epithets about me on the blackboard at other times crude but pinted caricatures nothing will control them they hurl the murderous spitball they pull the braid of the little girl they fire baseballs through the windows sometimes lumps of chewing gum are found under their desks where they have stuck them for further use they shuffle their feet when i'm nervous they look around them when they think i'm not looking they pass notes grossly insulting each other moral suasion does no good i have thried right into their parents asking them to cripple their offspring and the parents have come over and offered to fight me i have thried keeping them after school making them write compositions and shaking the milk teeth out of them but to no avail my opinion is that the average small boy is a treacherous dangerous crater like the apache indian and that the only thing to do with him is to slam him with a wagon spoke says he and the board of education is discussing the petition it can't quite make up its mind whether solomon wasn't right solomon said according to hogan spiled the rod and saved the child he must have had a large family if he was anywhere near titty rosenfeld's law of averages i don't see how he could have spared him from writing from correcting his family he must have set up nights anyhow the board of education discussin whether he was right or not i don't know meself all i know is that if i was a life insurance canvasser or a coal dealer or something else that made me illegible to be a member of a board of education and an able-bodied man six feet tall came to me for permission to whale a boy three feet tall i'd say i don't know whether you are competent punishing people requires special training it ain't of everybody that's suited for the job you might bungle it 
to take off your coat and vest and step into the next room and be examined and in the next room the ambitious educator would find james j jeffries or some other ugly efficient expert ready for him and if he come back alive he'd have a certificate entitling him to whack any little boy he met except mine sure there'd be very few people to say they believed in corporal punishment if corporal punishment was general i wouldn't give any one the right to lick a child that wanted to lick a child no one should be licked till he's too old to take a lickin if it's right to lie up an infinite of eight why ain't it right to lie up one if eighteen supposin president hadley if yale saw that the left tackle or the half-back if the football team wasn't behavin right he'd been caught blowin a pea-shooter at the professor of illuminatory chemistry or pullin at the durbell if the professor of dogmatic theosophy he don't know any different he's not supposed to realize the distinction between right and wrong yet does president hadley grab the child by the ear and conduct him to a corner if the schoolroom ain't wallop him you bet he does not president hadley may be a bold man in raisin money or translatin homer but he knows the difference between courage and sheer recklessness if he tried to convince this young idea how to shoot in this careless way you'd read in the papers that the fire department was trying to rescue president hadley from the roof of the building but he declined to come down but what would ye do with a child that refused to obey ye demanded mr hennessy not being either a parent or an educator i never had such a child said mr dooley i don't know what i'd do if i was the only thing i wouldn't do would be to hit him if he couldn't hit back then i'd think twice about it the older i grow the more things there are i know i don't know anything about and one of them is childer i can't figure them out at all what do you know about them little ones that ye have so carefully reared be lavin them in the morning before they get up and losin your temper with at night when ye come home from work they don't know ye and you don't know them you'll never know till it's too late i've often wondered what a little boy thinks about us that call ourselves grown-up because we can't grow any more we wake him up in the morning when he wants to sleep we make him wash his face when he knows it don't need washing then as much as it will later and we send him back to comb his hair in a way he don't approve of at all we fire him off to school just about the time of day when any one ought to be out of doors he trudges off to a brick building and a tired teacher tells him a lot of things he hasn't any interest in at all like how many times seven goes into a hundred and nine and who was king the fourth england in thirteen twenty two and where is casabazoo on the map he had to sit there most of the pleasant part of the day with sixty other kids and every time be thrice to do anything that seems right to him like jabbing a friend with a pin or carving his name on the desk the strange lady or gentleman that acts as his keeper swoops down on him and makes him feel like a criminal towards evening if he's been good and repressed all his nocturnal instincts he's allowed to go home and chop some wood when he's done that and he's just managed to get a few of his friends together and they're beginning to get up interest in the sport of throwing bricks down into a chinese laundry his little sister comes out and tells him he's wanted at home he instinctively pulls her hair and goes in to study his lessons so that he'll be able tomorrow to answer some ridiculous questions that are going to be asked him after a while you come home and greet him with your usual glare and you have supper together you do most of the talkin which ain't much 
if he tries to cut in with something that intelligent people ought to talk about you stop him with a frown after supper he's allowed to study some more and when he's finished just as the night begins to look good he's fired off to bed and the light is taken away from him he sees ghosts and hobgoblins in the dark and the next he knows he's hauled out of bed and made to wash his face again and so it goes if he don't do any of these things or if he doesn't do them the way you think he's the right way someone hits him or wants to talk about happy childhood how would ye like to have twenty or thirty people issuing foolish orders to ye making ye do things ye didn't want to do and never understanding at all why it was so tis like living on this earth and being ruled by the inhabitants of mars he has his world you can bet on that and tis a mighty important world who knows why a kid would rather eat potatoes cooked nice and black on a fire made of straw and old boots than the delicious oatmeal so carefully and so often prepared for him by his kind parents who knows why he thinks a dark hole under a sidewalk is a robber's cave who knows why he likes to collect in one pocket a ball of twine glass marbles chewing gum a dead sparrow and half a lemon who knows what his seasons are they are not mine and they're not yours but he goes as regular from top time to marble time and from marble time to kite time as we go from summer to autumn and autumn to winter today he's trying to annihilate another boy's stick-top with his tomorrow he's trying to sail a kite of a telegraphed wire who knows why he does it faith we know nothing about him and he knows nothing about us i can remember when i was a little boy but i can't remember how i was a little boy i call back so as yesterday the things i did but why i did them i don't know faith if i could look forward to the things i've done i could no more easily explain why i was going to do them maybe we're both wrong in the way we look at each other us and the chowder we think we've grown up and they don't guess that we're children if they knew us better they'd not be so surprised at our actions and wouldn't force us to hit them when ye issued some foolish order to your little boy he'd say papa is fractious to-day don't you think he ought to have some castor isle it's a wise child that knows his own father said mr hennessy it's a happy child that doesn't said mr dooley end of section twenty seven